Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hi, this is Dr. Andy Barlow with the Chiropractic Physician Center of Tupelo and author of the number one bestseller, The Code Breaker. Are you sick and tired of the medical merry-go-round? Are you looking for a potential solution to your health problem? Be sure and listen to our podcast, The Code Breaker. What's up on a Thursday night? It's the Rubber Report. I'm Michael Borky. Glad that you guys are with me. And I'm sure that you guys have had one heck of a week. I mean, it is good to be an Ole Miss fan right now. Uh, as I mean, you're seeing everywhere your baseball team. There are some things that have happened here in Hoover. I know Ole Miss lost to Vanderbilt, and uh, we'll get to that last night. Um, but something happened in that game that is a big deal. And then yet again today, that same thing happened. Somebody different, but that same thing happened in a win. That's a really freaking big deal for this team as they enter regional play. Also, Got to start with this, right? I absolutely have to. Your Ole Miss women's golf team won the national championship. It's kind of old news for you guys. Uh, if you can believe it, this is how stupid I am. I, after the Vanderbilt game last night, recorded an episode of this, and I went to go upload it. And the second I hit upload, I went to bed. Went to bed, woke up in the morning, and just closed out of the tab. Didn't know that there was uh, a playback error on the upload, and it never sent. I'm a moron. So I talked about that talked about that pretty extensively last night, uh, basically to myself. So please forgive me if this is a bit of old news for you guys. I mean, you all know this by now. And, and it wasn't just that they won the national championship, guys. They, forgive my language, they kicked Oklahoma State's ass. Four of the five matches Ole Miss won, and two of them were in absolute dominating fashion. They didn't just win the national championship. They emphatically won the national championship. And the coolest thing in all of it, I mean, aside from the fact that this is Ole Miss women's sports first national championship at the team level, ever, first one ever, uh, besides the fact that it is a national championship, and that just doesn't happen a whole lot, Uh, Besides the fact that I'm sure you guys are incredibly proud of your women's golf team, as you should be, the play was incredible. Match play is just awesome. And and the shot making was unbelievable. And the pressure situations that they were in uh, with their win over Texas, and then, of course, in this one as well, I mean, they rose to the occasion. And after they'd sink a putt, they'd turn around to to the girls behind them. Uh, I, I assume it's to signal that they won the hole. Because they'll turn around and wave. And I think that means, hey, I, I just won this hole. I think that's what they're they're kind of communicating with each other. I think that's what they're doing. But they would have this pressure-packed putt and sink the putt and turn around and just wave to their teammate. I mean, I, I just I, I loved it. The shot making was spectacular. Uh, I mean, just spectacular. Um, even if you're a casual sports fan, but even even if you're not, if you couldn't care less about women's golf, if you couldn't watch, or, or if you could watch that yesterday and not feel something, there's something wrong with you. I mean, it, it was awesome. But the best part of all of it, not the shot making, which was incredible, not the fact that Ole Miss wins a national championship, which was incredible, Um. The absolute class that your team had. The absolute class. I mean, it, you know, women's golf is – women's sports are a little bit different than men's. Uh, they, they seem to 
not have as um, how do I describe it? They're nicer to each other. <laughs> They're nicer to each other than in uh, than in men's sports. I, I guess um, I guess that's not, like a friend of mine texted me that and was like, I don't know how. You know, I wouldn't be fist pumping all over the place and going nuts, but it seems like like they're friends or something. But um, they're nicer to each other, and I, you know, it's a nice change of pace sometimes uh, to see that. But the absolute class that your women's golf team showed, the, the character, and, and here's what I'm talking about in particular. So the best player, uh, at least as I understand it, the best player on your women's team is uh, somebody that was given an exemption after the win to play in an LPGA event. Was given an exemption. So I I didn't know that was a thing. I'm learning probably just as much as you guys are. But uh, was given an exemption. I'm trying to find it here. I'm stalling because I I can't remember what the event was. I I, I can't find it. I'm sorry. That's embarrassing. Please forgive me. But uh, Julia Johnson, uh, who was committed to LSU, changed her mind, decided to go to Ole Miss, even though her coach admitted she had no reason to go to Ole Miss at the time, was not a program uh, that was the caliber that she should have been at. Um, just, Just not that kind of a program. And she still went to Ole Miss anyway. After the round, the people at the Golf Channel that were covering the event said, hey, Coach, you know, with this win, it means you get to choose a player that gets an exemption to play in an LPGA Tour event. Coach turns around and gives it to her program-changing player in Julia Johnson. Girl walks up to the microphone and says, you know, thank you, but I'm actually going to give it to my teammate Kennedy Swan. If that kind of stuff, again, if that kind of stuff doesn't make you feel something, I I don't know what to tell you. I I mean, I I don't know much about this team. Most people don't know much about this team. I'm not going to pretend like I'm some kind of Ole Miss women's golf expert. I I don't know much about them. And I felt something watching that. I mean, how cool is that? Um, And what a great example for the young Ole Miss fan, the young girl in general who's interested in golf, what an example that sets. Not only to be a great player, to have the confidence that they had. I mean, listen to their interviews. They, they're like, no, we, we came here to win. That That's our intention. It just the, the, This quiet confidence that, that is also juxtaposed with absolute class. And then unbelievable selflessness as a teammate who was handed, I assume, is her dream to play on the LPGA Tour, at least for one event, and she turns around and hands it to a teammate. How cool is that? I, I mean, forgive me for being all wax poetic-y and all that. I know apparently like, that's not good for radio or whatever. Um, I couldn't help but feel really positive emotions watching them win because we never get to cover that does not happen very much at Ole Miss. It's an incredible accomplishment, but how they carried themselves, even if you're somebody listening for the baseball and I'll get to baseball, um, burying the lead on the sec tournament, I suppose. But even if you couldn't care less 
And I understand why. I'm not going to try to convince you that you should care about women's golf as much as you do football or basketball or baseball. That's just, that's just silly. I'm not going to tell you you should. But if you don't care at all, just know that on a national stage, a team that wears your colors and logo and represents your school, not only were excellent at playing the sport, but the way they handled themselves is something you should be incredibly proud of because um, that was really cool. That was really, really, really cool. And obviously, congrats to them. Apparently, they got a bunch of girls coming back, including their best player, and might be a program that's here to stay. National champions. They had a parade in Oxford today. They put them on top of a double-decker bus and took them around town. And a couple places had people. I know they drove by the library, and there was people waiting for them at the library. And then they went to City Hall, and uh, Johnson got to speak for a little bit, and she was crying about how much she loves Oxford. And they've just – man, that uh, that was so cool. The shot-making was awesome. I mean, what what a what an event, what a day. And uh, I know you guys are incredibly proud, and you should be. So that's basically what I said yesterday. At least I think so. So now let's get to the baseball. Ole Miss won today. Uh, they did lose last night to Vanderbilt, like I told you last night, even though none of you got to hear it. And I know they lost the game, and I know there was some contention about leaving Doherty in um, and not going to some, just somebody else. And I'm not going to criticize that move. Doherty was really, really good. It didn't work out. I'm okay with the decision. I'm fine with Bianco giving him a shot to stick it out. Uh, it didn't work, but he pitched well, and it just didn't work. Sometimes in baseball, you play really good teams, and sometimes they beat you, and that's okay. Not every loss is because of Mike Bianco. Um, in one of my group messages, I had somebody that was really mad about Bianco not pulling him in that moment, and – it's very easy to do the hindsight thing. Um, it is. Uh, I, I In the moment when I was watching it, didn't think pulling him uh, or didn't think leaving him in was a bad decision. It ended up being the wrong one, but I don't think it was a bad one. It didn't work out. Vanderbilt's a really freaking good baseball team. But what happened yesterday and today is something that's incredibly important for this team. I have a feeling I'm going to end up being very wrong about what I thought about this team a few weeks ago. Because next weekend is all that matters. You guys know this. Next weekend is all that matters. The SEC tournament, it's only as good as how you perform in the regional. And that's just, that's the truth. But a few weeks ago, and I mean, hell, last week even, I have maintained that I, I do not think Ole Miss pitches it well enough to win anything of value. That's what I've been saying, right? Because they haven't. It's been Nikhazy, who's just – solid is underselling how consistently excellent he is. But aside from him and Broadway, you've had nothing consistent. A lot of guys with capable stuff, not a lot of consistency. And so I've looked at this team and thought, man, they hit the ball really well, but they just don't have the pitching. They don't have the pitching to get out of a regional or, or win a super regional. It's just not there. It's what I've thought. 
I have a feeling I'm going to end up being wrong. And that's okay. I don't mind being wrong. Um, I have a feeling I'm going to end up being wrong. And this team was dead in the water. You guys remember how bad it was. This regular season, they free fell. It's unacceptable, really. I mean, just team should have been playing better, but their obituary wasn't written, even though I struck my pen in some ink. Thought this team was dead in the water. I thought they were dead. Elko was hurt. You lose a bad series against Texas A&M, and then you find out Gunnar Hoagland's done for the year. I thought this team was dead. I thought they were dead. But now, here they sit, a solid regional host, and last night against Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt, this isn't Missouri or Alabama who's playing well in this tournament. It's none of that. This is Vanderbilt. One of the best teams in the country. And Derek Diamond, although he was credited for two earned runs, he gave you five and a third, giving up one run, striking out eight against Vanderbilt. And then today, oh, and by the way, Tim Elko, is uh, he's not human. Those two, him hitting home runs doesn't make any sense. It, it, it just doesn't. It doesn't make sense. How he can hit and hit for power like that in that game on a torn ACL does not make any sense at all. It doesn't make any sense. I don't understand it. <laughs> he, he's, um, what a badass Tim Elko is. I can't believe he's doing this. And then going opposite way, I mean, he's got this bad knee. I mean, I don't know how he's able to swing, but to generate that kind of power opposite way when you know he's not 100%, you know it. It doesn't make sense. But when he's done, considering everything he's been through, competed for a starting job, didn't get it. Instead of transferring and sulking like other players would, he stuck it out. Was having a great start to a season last year, and COVID cuts it short. Team captain playing all-league caliber ball, tears his ACL, says, screw the surgery. I want to play. My team needs me. I want to play. I imagine it's really painful. He's got to alter the way he plays. He's not the same. That's got to be frustrating, but he's back, and that bat in the lineup changes things. Now, he's slow on the base paths, but he's a home run threat, and if teams do what Georgia did to him today, then there's a free runner on base. Even though he's slow on the path, it's pressure pitches for your opponent. Maybe this is hyperbolic, but when he's done, I think there needs to be some kind of permanent recognition for him. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's jersey retiring stuff. I don't know. But what he's doing this year should not be lost on anybody. I don't think it is. I, I Based on conversations I've had with people here in Hoover, um, You guys recognize it, uh, how unique this is. But when he's done, whenever that is, 
there needs to be some kind of permanent recognition somewhere around the stadium, something of him somewhere. Because what he's doing is hard to fathom. It's really incredible. Okay, so you had that against Vanderbilt. You lose the game. Losing sucks, I know. And I don't mean to just dismiss losing. Losing's not good. You'd rather not do it. Vanderbilt's a really good team. You got a great... All you need from Derek Diamond is that. If you get that Derek Diamond next weekend, you're winning the regional. If you get that Derek Diamond in two weeks, you're going to Omaha. That's all you need from him. You're not seeing many, if any, better teams than Vanderbilt between now and and Omaha, if he gives you that, this team can reach its goals, which was Omaha. They can get there. I the, Last night had to be so good for his confidence because you guys know this. The stuff has been there. It's always been there. Whether it's him getting rattled or, or something, there's always been something that, that has been missing with him. He's been inconsistent. The confidence boost that last night had to give that dude is huge. And then same thing, I, I look, I know he took the loss and there was a walk-off and stuff, but you should feel pretty confident in Doherty as well. Maybe don't extend him to three innings, but coming in as a bridge, two-inning guy, and, I mean, let's be honest, they're not seeing Vanderbilt in the regional, so you could probably stretch him then. He looked good. I mean, you hope the walk-off doesn't destroy his confidence, but I doubt it. He looked good. I love his energy, too. I just love that energy. And then today, you get the same thing from McDaniel. Six and two-thirds. I would have liked to have seen Bianco let him finish the seventh, but I understand why he didn't. His pitch count got up to 100. Uh, longest he's been in the game, 11 strikeouts, just two walks, only four hits in the game. If you get these performances from McDaniel and Diamond, you're winning a regional, and you can make the College World Series if they pitch like that. And I will be so wrong. I will be dead wrong. Johnson came in and looked good. He, he's somebody that needs to be one of the first out of the pen. It's not, it's not Austin Miller anymore. It's not Josh Mallett. No, it's, it's Johnson. It's Doherty. And we'll see what happens tomorrow as well. Um, with Tyler Myers, um, Ole Miss is going to be stretched kind of thin now, though. But those two guys, I think, need to come out of the pen first once you've used Taylor Broadway, of course. Uh, but McDaniel was incredible. Velo was up. He located pitches. He threw his breaking ball for strikes. He had a couple pressure situations that he pitched his way out of. He was excellent today. Johnson was good, and Broadway slammed the door. If you get this kind of pitching, you are going to Omaha. That's what will happen if they can replicate this. It's a big if. It's a big if. But if they can do it, if they can, they're going to Omaha. Let's put a pause on that, and I'll tell you about ABS, Advantage Business Systems of Mississippi. They're family-owned and operated since 1976. They are, or they were started in Jackson, but they service the entire state of Mississippi. It's an office technology solution company. 
copiers, printers, mail machines, IT, phone systems, shipping, document management, cloud storage, data security, stuff like that. Office technology, Advantage Business Systems of Mississippi. If you use ABS, every time you call, you get a live person. And when they help you, when they send a tech out to help your business, they're from your backyard. They're scattered across the state of Mississippi. You probably know them <laughs> in one way or another. There's a connection somehow. If you wanted a, a complimentary office technology assessment from ABS, Managed Business Systems, call 601-362-9192 or visit absms.com and tell them we or I, I sent you. We didn't send you. This is a one-man operation. Tell them I sent you. And uh, the podcast is also brought to you by LBs just across from Kroger on University Avenue right there in Oxford. Uh, the weather's been great here in Hoover this week. Hope it's been good in uh, in Oxford as well. Pulling up the map right now. Oh, you've got a beautiful weekend. A beautiful weekend. 68. Oh. A little chilly, a little bit, 68 and sunny coming up on Saturday in Oxford, and then 75 and sunny on Sunday. You've got to grill. You've got to spend time outside if the weather is going to be that perfect this weekend. Get that started at LB's. Uh, Tell Greg that I sent you. Get one of their daily lunch specials. Those are Monday through Friday, but they are open seven days a week. So do some grilling this weekend and get that started at LB's. So Ole Miss uh, coming up. That, that game got moved up, by the way. If you haven't seen it already, uh, that game did get moved up. So instead of at 3 o'clock, you're looking 1.30, 2 o'clock or so because weather's coming through tomorrow night. I will be driving home in, in that weather. Uh, but weather's coming through tomorrow night. And um, so Ole Miss will be starting earlier than expected uh, tomorrow against the loser, as I understand it, of Florida and Alabama. Right? No. No, 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 no. The loser of Vanderbilt, Arkansas. So we'll see. We shall see. But, yeah, I mean, the way this team is playing right now, it's a remarkable turnaround. They, they were dead in the water. Just a few weeks ago, they lost their best player, lost their top 10 pick, lost a bunch of series in a row, not playing good baseball, don't know what the hell they're going to do in the bullpen, really have no idea. And yet here they are, solidifying a regional host, and you got high-level pitching performances from guys that haven't done it before. If they can replicate this, if they can do it again, if this was a confidence boost, it's a big deal. It's a big if, but it's a big deal if they can pull it off. So we'll see if they can. Thank you guys for tuning in. Always glad you're with me. Don't forget to check out the uh, the live stream in the morning. And um, enjoy yourselves. Be safe if you're driving to Hoover. The weather's not, not looking good. And uh, I'm very thankful for all of you. The solo podcasting game is tough. But hearing from you guys, and I do often, actually, I appreciate that, um, makes it worth it. So thank you guys. And uh, not done yet, we'll have a, a recap on Saturday morning of tomorrow's game for you. 
And uh, we'll just keep pushing on. So thank you guys for tuning in, and I'll talk to you guys again here very soon. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.